Craig Montgomery. I'd like to welcome you to the Navigating Blindness podcast. And on this Giving Tuesday, we're talking to Arveta Jadonwa. How are you doing, Arveta? I'm doing great, Ray. How are you? I am doing good. And we have James Michaels. How are you doing, James? Fantastic. Thank you for having us here today, Raymond. No problem. Uh, I wanted to bring you guys on the podcast because today is Giving Tuesday, and I wanted to inform our audience about how the foundation is really supporting uh, the programs and why the foundation is very important um, to the programs in and how they're helping us, you know, bring in those donors and grants so we can continue serving individuals who are blind and visually impaired that are experiencing some form of vision loss. So I'm going to start with you, Arveta. Um, could you tell us what you do here at Bosman Enterprises? Sure. Um, I am the executive director of the Bosma Visionary Opportunities Foundation, which was established in 2009 to provide critical support from a philanthropic perspective for the programs and services for people who are blind or visually impaired taking place right here at Bosma Enterprises. All right. And James, can you tell us what you do here at Bosma? Yes. I am the vice president of program services. So all the different programs that we have here to offer, I, I oversee them and work with our team to, to make sure that we're able to assist people who are blind or visually impaired in living their life as full as possible. Okay. Arveta, could you tell us about the Bible Visionary Opportunities Foundation and how long you guys have uh, been assisting in our raising funds for our critical rehab programs? Sure. Uh, the Bosman Visionary Opportunities Foundation, as I said, um, was established in 2009, um, really out of a purpose to raise um, funds from a philanthropic perspective for our programs and services of Bosma Enterprises. And we do that in a number of ways. Um, we do that through special events such as Dying in the Dark, which is our largest fundraiser that takes place every year. Um, it will be on September 18th of 2021, so we're gearing up for that. And then also uh, we have our Hasbro Award event that will take place in March of next year uh, and our Bosma Visionary Golf Classic. So those are our special events that, are, uh, that we put on to raise funds for our programs and services. We are also in the process of really growing our fundraising support over the next four years uh, for our critical programs at Bosma Enterprises. And our support over the next four years is really going to be centered around changing lives today, which is what, what our programs, the programs that we're providing for people who are blind right now, so donors can get involved um, through, you know, funding our programs today. And then also they can um, support us for future support, um, which would be providing funds to help support our programs long-term through our endowment, and that would be creating opportunities tomorrow. And really the goal of that is to grow our endowment fund, which is the Senator Charles E. Bosma Legacy Endowment Fund. And our goal is to ultimately grow that to $40 million so that we can fully support our program. Talk about the importance of the endowment and why that's important in the long run. So the goal is to, you know, certainly grow our endowment fund, grow those investments um, so that right now we're essentially we're at a, about $10 million in 
combined assets um, in terms of our endowment. And our goal is to really grow that to about 40 million so we can take 5% of those assets and put that directly into um, helping you know Hoosiers who are blind or visually impaired through our programs um, that James leads. Um, so that really is the goal you know, in terms of growing, you know, the organization long term. That's definitely um, critical right now because they said it's about 160,000 Hoosiers uh, who are blind and visually impaired. And as we know, that number is is um, scheduled to double in like 2030 or something like that. So definitely having uh, you guys here continue raising funds and um, having the center here is going to be uh, crucial going forward. So, James, can you tell us about the Center for Visionary Solutions for the Blind? Yes. Yes, we, you know, at our center, and not only our center, but I guess that's our home base, mm-hmm. we, this past year, served over a 1,000 Hoosiers coping with vision loss. So that's in all of our different programs. We have our community-based program where we have teachers who go out and work with individuals in their homes. And the big goal there is, and most of, most of the people we serve are senior citizens, so the goal is to help people remain in place and in their, their current living environment if that's what they choose to do. We don't want people who have raised their families, have their grandkids there, and then to say, you know, I've lost vision, so now I, I have to move into some type of assisted living area. If that's not what they want to do, we want them to be able to stay in those homes, and we want to teach them skills to help them to be independent in their homes. Then we have our center-based program and that's where we bring people into our center they have several different areas of training everything from learning how to to travel without vision to dealing with the psychological and emotional adjustments to vision loss as well as cooking cleaning and readying themselves for work or higher education through computers using the use of computers assistive technology learning how to use to to read braille and all of those things to help them be ready for the workforce. And then our other program is the Employment Services Program, and that's where we assist people who are blind or visually impaired find jobs, find jobs in the community. And under that, we also work with transition age youth, students from the age of 14 to 22, and helping them to understand that people who are blind work, people with disabilities work. And we help teach them skills, help them do career development, and just to understand that they can work and that they do have the ability. So those are really our core programs, Raymond. The community-based programs, uh, we actually serve uh, all 92 counties throughout the state of Indiana, correct? Yes, and our center-based as well. So people who are from other parts of the state would like to come to our center. Vocational Rehabilitation is our our major sponsor of that program, along with our donors. And... um, and they, they help us to be able to provide training to those folks, and they they will stay in an extended stay facility right next door to this facility here, our center, and then they will come and receive training for usually around three to four months. And you said um, seniors are really one of our high-serving um, clients that we serve right now, and right now I know our veteran does a great job of providing those grants. Could you talk about those grants that we uh, provide to seniors to help them age in place? Yeah, absolutely. Um, We have just been, you know, absolutely fortunate as a foundation to have received a lot of grant funds um, to really help support our seniors age in place. And 
what we are finding is, you know, we have been able to get some support through, you know, organizations and grant makers such as the Retirement Research um, Foundation. And also, um, certainly, we do receive some state reimbursement through the Older Independent Blind Program as well to, you know, provide some support for um, our, you know, program helping seniors. What we're finding is that, you know, there is an increased need for philanthropic support um, for our senior population, you know, as a result of um, the COVID-19 pandemic um, and, you know, the ability for them to even be able to, you know, connect um, in the community. So we are continuing to raise funds through grants and through other means, just simple donations help. Um, truly make a difference in allowing our seniors to be able to connect to the services, as James mentioned, that they need um, in order to age in place and to continue to be independent um, with low vision, you know, navigating their blindness. So, um, James, why is it um, important for uh, programs to receive these these funding? Yeah, and, you know, you you mentioned one part of it just a, a little bit ago. And that is that the number of Hoosiers and the number of people who are blind or visually impaired is increasing. Like you said, by the year 2030, the number of people who are visually impaired is projected to double. And for us, our numbers do continue to go up. This past year, we served over 1,000 Hoosiers who are visually impaired, and we took close to the same amount of of, uh, information referral calls. So the number is going up. Also, too, we want people to know that life isn't over after the loss of vision. So often when people lose their vision, especially as adults, they think to themselves, well, I'm not going to be able to work anymore. I'm not going to be able to take care of my families. I'm not going to be able to do the things I once did. And we want to help them go from that feeling of hopelessness to hope, letting them know that life is going to be different you can still do all those things I just mentioned, work, raise your families, live independently, as long as you are, have the ability to, to learn the techniques and we'll help teach you those techniques and skills. So it's so critical that we have the funding to be able to do that. Right now, you know, we do get some state funding and we also receive uh, funding from grants, but we're still, you know, we're running at a, at a major deficit. Those numbers keep increasing and the services that we offer are, are needed. And we, we really do. We really do need the assistance. If you're able to help on this Giving Tuesday, you know, we, we want to be able to help more Hoosiers. That's where that money goes, is to help more Hoosiers or blind, who are blind or visually impaired to live their life as full as possible. We want to create opportunities. Do you have anything to add to this? Yeah, I, I think James, you know, definitely put it well. You know, we believe at Bosma that everyone deserves the opportunity. You know, we are in the business of creating opportunities for people who are blind. Mm-hmm. And the way that we do that is through, you know, donations from individuals like our listeners out there and foundations and corporations and, you know, buying simple tools like Echo Dots, which mm-hmm. are, you know, basically they're like $50. So a donation of $50 could buy an Echo Dot um, or could buy another um, piece of equipment um, to help our help our seniors and our other clients who are blind and visually impaired be independent. 
Talk, talk about that echo dot and this technology in general, how that uh, makes individuals more independent, um, especially the Amazon echo dot. I'll tell you what, we at our center-based program and our community-based program, we provide so many of those every year and it does. I, you know, it, people with voice commands can ask Alexa, the Echo Dot, to do so many different things. You know, take notes. You know, hey, I'm going I'm to make a list, a grocery list. You can make a grocery list. You can set reminders. You can set alarms. Uh, you can say to the Echo Dot, Alexa, set an alarm for 10.30 a.m. You know, you can do so many things. Like listen to music. Stay connected. Play games with other people across the country with this Echo Dot. So it's a great tool, and I'll bet you we give out over 100 of those every year. And the biggest thing is, as we say this, you know, when we, we ask for donations to help support us to be able to provide those kind of aids, our, honestly, one of our biggest goals here at Bosma is that the client doesn't have to pay for these things. The clients who, who many times have lost their jobs, who are struggling to, to survive and we don't you know we don't ask for funding for them to be able to do that as long as we're able to do this with with your support out there then we're going to keep doing it without asking for any fee for from our clients so those things are so important a white cane something else fifty dollars can put a white cane into somebody's hand to help them to be able to travel more independently um, you know, something called a video magnifier for $300. We can put this video magnifier that, that can help someone to be able to read their prescriptions on, on, their, on their medications, help them to read recipes, help them to see things when they're out the stores, pull that out and look at and find those things. So it's not, sometimes it's not the big donations all the time, but there are, there's some help that we can have even with the smaller ones. Yeah, that definitely, that Amazon dot is a definitely a great tool. You don't have to uh, be as tech savvy as some other people in the world. So you can nice. just say what you want to say. It's going to call that person. It's going to do some shopping, even if you don't want it to do shopping. <laughs> they can do a lot of different things. So I don't under, I don't think people understand how uh, expensive assistive technology can get. I mean, just like mm -hmm. screen readers and things like that to make you more independent. So definitely um, anything else. Yeah. Definitely. And do you know... This is something that we've been able to do, and much of us, due to our donations and grants, is any of our center-based clients who come through, who are readying themselves for work or higher education, when they come through the program, we provide them with a laptop or an iPad mini, whatever seems to be best for them, so that once they finish up our training program, they can go out and continue to do job search or do their schoolwork with a piece of technology that can help them to be as independent as possible. So those are those are things that we've been able to, to help fundraise for. And, and um, right now we're about $20,000 short on that this year. So we are really looking towards being able to do that and continue to provide that that piece of technology that can help people to to uh, be employed. When you think about that, the switch that, that, that takes place as to as from someone who is receiving assistance in the community, then becoming a taxpayer once they get a job. In October, Raymond, we had seven people who were visually impaired get jobs through the help of our employment services program. And that's just, honestly, we're so, so pleased with that. Even in the midst of a pandemic, we still, even in the, we still get it done. That is the thing, even in the midst of a pandemic, 
And it's really outstanding, you know, because, you know, I think we probably mentioned this before, but people who are blind, they do face a 70% unemployment rate. You know, so we are truly working at Bosman Enterprises to, you know, ensure that everyone has that opportunity. We can only do that through donations and philanthropic support we receive from the community. That's true, man. And uh, uh, Robert, how has the pandemic um, affected fundraising and uh, how we are able to raise funds? You know, uh, Raymond, it has had um, it has had an effect on philanthropy in terms of what we can do in terms of really cultivating and developing, you know, those relationships with some of our donors in the way that we would traditionally do through, you know, one-on-one events and, you know, being able to, you know, in the first few months of the pandemic actually bring individuals to the Center for Visionary Solutions. Um, But we could not because we were in a mode where we were not um, taking visitors at the time. Um, But we have uh, been able to be really creative in terms of engaging, continuing to engage with our donors through phone and Zoom um, calls. Certainly, we did have our Dining in the Dark virtual event back in September. It was on September 19th. It was wildly successful. Um, We were still able to raise um, in gross revenue $160,000 in support of people who are blind or visually impaired. And we are just continuing down that path over the next few months at really ramping up fundraising, ensuring that we're able to continue to provide these critical services for people facing vision loss. Definitely. And James, how did the program adjust uh, during the uh, COVID-19? Well, yeah. we're still in the COVID-19, but yeah. how did the programs adjust during the time we were shut down and how did you guys continue to serve clients? I'll tell you what, it, you know, that was one of the hardest things I've ever experienced. And I've been working the human service field now for over 30 years. And to being able, you know, having to close our doors and tell our clients, right now, we're not able to go out and work with you in your homes. We're not able to to go out and work with you and helping you to find a job, or we're not able to have you come to our center and learn skills to help you to live your life as full as possible. We closed those doors, I'm telling you, there was the heartbeats of our, uh, of our team was just, was just aching. And um, so then though, once we, we realized, hey, this, this may be happening for a while, we quickly, quickly mobilized and began finding ways to offer telephone support groups, um, virtual training through Zoom and um, computer training through those formats. We, uh, we, we had a wonderful grant opportunity through the United Way of Central Indiana and the Eli Lilly Foundation. And we were able to, to uh, do a needs assessment for over 700 Hoosiers in the Central Indiana region. And we were able to provide them with adaptive aids, we worked closely with Gleaners Food Bank and provided our clients with boxes of food. We drove it out there. Our team did and dropped them off on people's porches. We did whatever we could to, to mobilize and still serve our clients. And uh, even though, like I said, we, we had to stop the face-to-face uh, training for a while, um, we did find a way to continue to serve. And that's that's what's in our heart. It's a heart of service, and that's what we want to do, and we're still doing it. And right now, even to this day, 
you know, we are having to pull back. We're not doing as much face-to-face. We're doing telephone training. We're mailing adaptive aids to people's homes. Um, and um, we're doing some face-to-face. And our center is open at, at 50% capacity right now. Um, so we're adapting and we're modifying and we're we're still uh, we're still serving. You guys were still out here giving, um, donating care packages, and checking on individuals' mental health. Absolutely, uh, we were definitely uh, out here uh, making sure we continue to check on our clients. So definitely a great job. So I read on this Giving Tuesday, people can double their impact and tell, talk to me about how individuals mm-hmm. who donate can double their impact this year on Giving Tuesday. Absolutely, Ray. We are just uh, very excited to share, you know, with our audience that, you know, individuals can, you know, get their donation doubled um, through a commitment um, that our board of directors and also other key donors um, have committed to the organization $150,000 up until December 31st. Um, So you have, it's December 1st now, so you have nearly a month to get your donation in and to go to, you know, Bosma.org slash donate um, in order to make your donation so that it can be doubled um, thanks to the gifts that we've received in terms of impact uh, from our board of directors and key donors. So we are just pleased about this opportunity Um, in that certainly they have put forth a great commitment to the organization, not only from a monetary standpoint, but certainly um, from a volunteer standpoint and just commitment to ensuring that we continue to provide the services that James mentioned to Hoosiers facing vision loss each and every day. Definitely, definitely. So make sure you donate and tell them where they can donate at and how they can donate this Giving Tuesday. Again, um, you know, our focus on this Giving Tuesday is you can certainly, you know, make a donation. If you make a donation of $50, um, certainly that would go for to, to buy a tool, as we mentioned, like an Echo Dot for someone who's blind or visually impaired or to buy a white cane uh, for someone who's visually impaired to be independent. And they can do that by going to www.bosma.org, and that's B-O-S-M-A dot O-R-G slash donate um, to make their donation today. So we implore you to commit, make a commitment to this organization. If you are interested in a greater commitment, please feel free to um, click on Bosma Vision Opportunities Foundation, which is also at bosma.org. Go ahead and make them tax-deductible gifts this Giving Tuesday. Definitely support the programs here at Bosma Enterprises because you guys are doing a great job on the foundation and in the center, so you guys uh, keep up the good work. I want to thank you guys for coming on the podcast today and giving us all this great information on how they could donate um, to the foundation. Uh, at bosma.org slash donate. So definitely make sure you get those donations in and you could continue to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, all of the social media channels. All that information will be uh, present there. Make sure you visit us on the web and definitely subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and on SoundCloud. And we're going to talk to you guys next week. Thank you.